Hey there, this is B. Wendy Jackson. I wanted to quickly interrupt you before you listen to the next episode. Listen, thank you for your support with the podcast. Uh, those of you who've been following me since January 2020, I really appreciate you. I want to hear from you. You can send me a message at info at AAOP as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in Snake dot net. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, would you do that for me, please? It also allows people to find the, the podcast. Um, this is growing. The podcast is growing and I'm so excited. I've had to update my little commercial because my name has changed and my website has change in terms of where you receive the books. So if you have not purchased your books, uh, I got the opportunity and the gift to, to write two books. One of the first one is empowerment for you, encouragement for your emotional and spiritual wellness. Listen, I love this book. Um, it is definitely a book that invites you to experience hope, help, and healing. And every page, every chapter is really filled with um, insight, information, and inspiration to be able to help empower you, to be able to help you walk in freedom. I include specific practical tips to help you take charge and take possession of your thoughts and really, really um, just control your 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 behaviors or, uh, or impact your behaviors and impact some changes in your life, cause some changes in your life. And then the second book is Empower to Empower Your Reflection Workbook. Love this book as well because it's based on specific podcast episodes where you listen to some episodes and you are able to dive deep into some reflection. I give you some prompts so that you don't have to wonder or think about where, how do I start to reflect? What do I even write? The prompts are already provided for you. Isn't that awesome? So there are also blank pages for you to journal um, or whatever you want to do, right? And so I just invite you, you can go on Amazon and just look for Be Wendy. So I don't want to cause any confusion. My my maiden name is Bob. So people have known me for as Be Wendy Bob for so long. And then July, 2022, I was blessed to get married, to be married. And so now I'm Be Wendy Jackson. Uh, so Amazon, you could just search for the books, Be Wendy uh, Bob, and you will find those two books come up. If you have any questions, you could email me. Uh, you can also find the resources on my website, aaopcs.net. That's AAO, P as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in snake.net. Listen, I look forward to hearing from you. May the podcast, may the books continue to add value to your lives. Um, I just, I just, I'm really thankful for this opportunity to just encourage people all around the world. All right. Enjoy the next episode and have an amazing day on purpose. Hello, everyone. This is B. Wendy Jackson with the Empower to Empower You podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to tune in. If this is your first time tuning in, Empower to Empower You podcast is about all things Jesus Christ, mental health, anything to help you think differently and be the best version of yourself. If you've been tuning in with me or tuning into the podcast since January 2020, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you have subscribed, shared, liked, rated, um, downloaded, anything, we just, I just appreciate that very, very much. I love to have amazing guests. Um, sometimes you'll just hear me and sometimes you hear me with somebody else. And today I get to have my friend all over again. Oh my gosh. Her name is 
Crystal Alexander, if you remember, y'all remember Crystal? Crystal was in episode 105. She talked about self-care on a daily basis. If you did not catch an episode, listen, go back and catch that episode because she, she gave some really good practical tips on how to um, take care of yourself. Today, um, un un unfortunately, Crystal has had uh, an, e an event in her life that she's going to talk about. And she's, thank you, Jesus, ready to talk about. And so, Crystal, just a little bit about her. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of Tennessee. Um, she is. Uh, she has been working 14 years in the mental health field, just in various capacities. Uh, Crystal is the owner of Safe Council Coaching and Consulting Services, where she helps others recover from hurt and pain of loss and educates others about grief and loss. And um, she gets to provide some um, insight on grief and loss and even talk from her own personal experience. So I want y'all to get your seatbelts on. This is about to be an amazing podcast especially as we release it in this season when it's cold, but it's also cold emotionally where many, where many people are grieving or trying to recover from loss or recover through loss. So Crystal, welcome to the Empower to Empower You podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. I love this so much and I love you so much. So yes. I love you too, friend. So of course, tell us where you are today yeah, yeah so I think the last time that I was here um things were going well in my life things were good and then not too shortly after that uh, my father passed away suddenly um, he died from a pulmonary embolism and it it really rocked my world it shook me up um I had had other family members in my life that were closer to me that had passed away but this was unexpected and it, the thing is that he wasn't sick um and they found this blood clot in his lung and when they went in to try to break up the blood clot he went into cardiac arrest and it was just something that was so devastating for me. I was not sure how I was going to come through it. I wasn't sure how I was going to heal from it. It felt like a never ending, stabbing, daggering pain in my heart, mm. in my body, in my stomach. And I had always heard of people saying like, you know, You'll, you'll never heal from the loss of your loved one. Like, well, you'll always grieve. Like, you won't ever get over it. And it was something for me where I felt like if this is the pain, mm. the pain that I'm feeling right now, if this is something that I have to live with for the rest of my life, that will be possible. Yeah, yeah. I cannot live with this type of pain mm. for the rest of my life. And so... I was like, I have got to figure something out. Like something has to change. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Something has to change. And you know, I, I've said this to you personally, and I want to say it publicly. I'm so sorry for your loss of dad. Um, that is that that I cannot imagine. 
So I the, I love the, the I think I'm gonna use the something has to change. Mm-hmm. How has what has been that something that has changed, and how and how has God as a Christian, how has mm-hmm. God revealed Himself to you in this season? Yeah, yeah. I think that that was also the the big thing for me as well was that I knew what type of God that I served. Yeah, I knew that. I served a God who could heal you from anything. Yes. You know, the Bible tells us that he heals the brokenhearted and he bindeth up their wounds. Yes. So who is it for me or anyone to say that he can't heal a broken heart from grief? He can't heal a broken heart from any type of loss that you experience. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, God, like this is who you say that you are. Then that means that I can be healed from this too. Absolutely. Even though I, I get all of that outside noise from people saying like, this will be a never ending pain. It's always going to be there. There was a part of me that just felt like I just cannot, I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was, it was something so simple, um, honestly, from uh, I was sitting with Um, our financial advisor after my dad died and she mentioned that um, when she had a significant loss in her life that she ended up going to a grief class and it was in that moment when she said that I remembered um, this particular program that I wanted to do so let, let me just back up a little bit because a lot of people think that I started focusing on like grief and loss and working with people who are grieving went after my dad died. And that's not true. Mm I have been working with people who are grieving for years before my dad died. And a lot of people didn't really know that. Okay. Um, I used to, even before I even started counseling people, I worked in um, community mental health, where I was doing case management with individuals who struggled with severe and persistent illnesses. I would literally sit with those clients, and this was not a part of my job description, but I would sit with those clients and talk to them about losses that they had experienced. They were grieving and they just needed somebody to sit there and listen to them. Right, right. I would take those clients to the graveyard just to help them heal from the losses that they had experienced. I wouldn't sit there with them. I would, you know, sit in my car, but I would take them to the graveyard if that's what they needed to help themselves heal through this process of grief. And so a lot of people think they're like, oh, well, you know, she, she, her dad died. So this has been something that has been helpful for her to start working with clients. Like, no, I've been doing this for a while. (laughs) I have. And I think it impacted me the most when my dad died, because I really understood the depths of pain of the people that I had been working with. I, I got it. Like before then, I didn't really understand how painful it was, but now it's like, oh, I get it. It's painful. Yes. And I made it my, my journey in life, like my goal to make sure that I help other people heal from their losses, heal from the hurt and pain of loss um, and help and just help them know that like, you don't have to stay in that pain forever. 
And so when I go, so now I'm going back to the grief class because when she mentioned that, um, it reminded me of this program that I had wanted to do for years and I just never did it because I didn't have the finances, honestly, to do it. And at this time, I was like, oh, I can finally do it. And so I was like, what what better time for me to do this program now than one, I actually need to go through the program myself because I'm experiencing the hurt and pain of loss. And two, now I can also learn how to help other people through it as well. And so that's what I did. It's a program called the Grief Recovery Method. And I use that program to help coach and counsel clients um, to help them heal through the, the hurt of their loss. And it has been a, a phenomenal program. It, it helped me tremendously. And um, that has really been the thing that God has shown me that like, see, I've been trying to get you in this all this time. Wow. <laughs> and now that you are here, now you can fully really thrive in your purpose and do what it is that you love to do. And I love doing this work with other people. Mm, I love the fact that you, it sounds like to me, it's obvious that God revealed himself even more as mm-hmm. Joseph Rafa, healer. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think of healing, we only think of physical illness. Right. You know, we put God in this this box, right? Like God only heals physical stuff, right? But But, and if he doesn't heal the physical stuff, then is he really a healer? But then God also heals our emotional wounds or our right. broken heart. And, and there is, there are people who teach and who train that you cannot heal from grief. Yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful for the Christian worldview. <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful that I don't have to conform, which we're not called to conform, right? Yeah. We're not called to conform to the culture and the and the and the worldview of the secular world who says that you're gonna grieve forever. Yeah. And you're here saying, no, no, no. God can heal me. Like mm-hmm. I, I said I cannot live like this anymore. If this is the pain that I'm gonna feel, nah, that's not living. I mm-hmm. God can heal me. So I love that. And so what has been, I mean, you mentioned the grief recovery method. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, I, you know, I wonder if your personal experience, you've been doing this for a while, but now your personal experience of grief and loss has now elevated you and to, to do it more, right? And, and, and to do it more in a much more impactful way. So what has been the most, uh, in addition to grief recovery method, what has been the most helpful um, during, during your grief? Yeah, yeah. The most helpful in addition to that has been my lack of judgment while grieving. Mm. Meaning from others or from yourself? From myself. Wow. Yeah. Because oftentimes we get in this place of judging ourselves for how we're feeling. Like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way or I shouldn't be feeling sad or even for the believer, you know, should be healed by now. I shouldn't, like, this shouldn't be coming up and disturbing me. And I had to learn throughout this grieving process that not to judge myself, knowing that like, okay, God, I understand that you can heal me. I also know that healing happens in layers. Yeah. That it's not always just a one-time fix like bam he heals you and it's like no now sometimes he does that's a miracle 
right? Mm -hmm. And other times it happens in layers. There's a process that you have to go through. Mm -hmm. And so not rushing myself during the grieving process and not judging myself as I grieve. Mm -hmm. Those have been the two most impactful and most helpful things for me. And that also looks like, you know what, when I notice sadness or when I notice those emotions coming up for me, I let it happen. Yeah. I'll try to stifle it. I don't try to run away from it. I don't try to push it back down. I say no, because I need to feel this. It's another way of me confronting the hurt and the pain that I experience. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the permission, you know, Mm -hmm. give the permission to feel and to, because we grieve because we love. And so if we stifle it, then are we allowing ourselves to still be loving and honor the person that we loved who we lost? Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, I just love that you said that. I'm so thankful. Like that, that is very interesting that that was, that that was your response in terms of the most helpful thing during your grief, for sure. How is this, how do you think that this is impacting or how is this impacting the work that you do with your clients? Yeah, yeah. It gives me so much more compassion and patience for my clients. Um, That I think that has been the most impactful for me is the compassion. Because honestly, you know, I felt like oh, I don't want to work with individuals that are grieving all the time because I feel like it'll, you know, be super sad and, you know, I don't want to kind of have like that mood or type of demeanor with me all the time. But it has been the exact opposite of that. Like the sadness, yes, of course, you're going to experience sadness. Bible also tells us to grieve with those who grieve, to mourn with those who mourn, to rejoice with those who rejoice. And so there is a time where we just have to sit with people who are hurting. And that has been the thing that I have learned the most is that people who are grieving just need someone to listen to them. They just need the support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of times people don't know how to, and you probably can have seen this too. Some people don't know how to, how to do that, how to sit. It's almost like they feel like they have to fill in the silence. They have to say oh, something. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silence is perfectly fine. Because oftentimes we may say some words and the words might be the wrong words to say. Perfect example. And one day I'm going to do a podcast about Job's friends because they were fine the first seven days. The first seven days, right? The first seven days, right? Once they open their mouths. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Don't be, don't be Job's friends. Don't. don't. Well, the first seven days of Job's friends, like that's okay because they were They just sat with him in silence, but you know, after that. <laughs> right, right. Don't don't do that part. <laughs> right. So let's say that there are people, Crystal, that are stuck and mm-hmm. they haven't got to the point where they make a decision to say no more. Mm-hmm. That I've got to live, something's got to change. I mean, you put your foot down on grief. Mm-hmm. You know, think about somebody who I know, and, and and she lost her husband, and it got to a point where she said, uh-uh, grief, you've got to go. I mean, literally, she just said, you got to go. I have to live my life. 
-hmm. He would want me to move forward. I mean, she put her foot down. But there are people, unfortunately, that are stuck. They're stuck in that, that state of sadness, of, of disdain, probably anger, hurt, pain, right? What would you say to somebody who's stuck in the grief? Yeah. Um, what I would say to someone who is stuck in grief is it's going to take for you to confront the pain in order for you to become unstuck. Well, that's good, Crystal. Say that again. Yeah, it's it's going to take for you to confront the pain in order for you to become unstuck. And the question is, do you want to be unstuck? Do you want to stay there? And if so, then that's okay. That's your choice. If you want to stay there, you can. Yeah. But if you don't want to stay there, if you want to get unstuck from it, you're going to have to make the decision to confront the pain. That's so good. You sound like Jesus just then. Do you want to be free? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question, right? That is the question. What do you want? Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes this, 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 I love what you said, confront, do you, it, it has to take confronting the pain because there are people that have this idea and it's really a myth and a lie or a lie, right? That if I am not grieving anymore, that it means that I am betraying the person. Oh, oh my goodness. Be Wendy. Listen, listen. That is the thought process of so many people. Yes. People think that if I am not grieving, then that means I don't love that person anymore, that I have forgotten about that person and that is far from the truth. Absolutely. That is far from the truth. We grieve because we love. Right. right? But that doesn't mean that we have to stay in that pain for the remainder of our lives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 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 But do you see how that lie can keep somebody trapped and stuck in bondage? Absolutely. Because it's a fear. It's a fear of forgetting that person it's a fear of feeling like i'm not honoring that person absolutely when there are many different ways that we can honor someone but holding yourself in bondage to fear and pain is not a way to honor your loved one yes yes i'm pretty sure that your loved one would want you to be free from that absolutely absolutely and and you know even the idea of these expectations that are so false and irrational that we put on ourselves that, as you said, you said it earlier, the, sh the shoes, right? I don't think, I, should I be laughing? Is it okay for me to laugh? Like, you know, there's this constant questioning because of false expectations of grief. It looks like, it looks different for yeah. every person. Would you say that? Like, would you speak Absolutely. to them? Absolutely, it does. It looks different for, for, for every person. Um, but just because it looks different for every person doesn't mean that we can't really recover from it. Exactly. That's the key, right? That part right there. So what should people know about grief? If you were to kind of like identify the top five points, core five points, or three to five points, what should people know about grief? Yeah. Um, first thing is that grief is the natural and normal response to loss of any kind. Mm -hmm. So it's not something 
that should be deemed as bad or terrible or like, is it painful? Yeah, it is painful. It's a deep sadness, but it's completely natural and normal. And also knowing that grief is also the conflicting feelings, the conflicting emotions that we have as a result to the loss. And that's normal too. And so I don't want it, I don't ever want people to think or feel like that grieving is such a bad thing that I just need to get rid of. No, actually, grieving is part of the healing process. Absolutely. It is. And it's natural and normal. I think that is the biggest thing. And also, let me talk a little bit about unresolved grief, because you mentioned like people getting stuck in grief. And that's what unresolved grief is. Unresolved grief looks like, um, like, say, for instance, you're having fond or good memories about someone and it immediately turns painful. That's unresolved grief. Mm -hmm. Or for instance, if you can only think about the negative aspects of the relationship, you can only talk about the negative aspects of the relationship that could be considered unresolved grief. Or say, for instance, you can only think about the positive aspects of the relationship. Because the thing is, is that if we cannot look at the wholeness of the relationship with that person, the, the totality of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. There's only one part of us that's leaning to all the negative things, or there's only one part of us that's leaning to all the positive things, then that's not a realistic view yes. of the relationship. And yes. that to keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we have a, a loss and we feel like, oh, well, this person was an angel and they were this good and all these and it's like, was, was, but was that really the truth? And sometimes we think that we have to talk that positively that way about that person because now they're dead. Yes. And it, and it's modeled on fort. I hate to say it like that, but it's modeled in funerals. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it is reinforced. I mean, sometimes people talk about, oh, you know, Johnny was good and he did no wrong. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, the people who really knew Johnny is like, bruh, who who are you talking about? Because yeah. that's not my experience with Johnny, right? Sometimes those messages are reinforced. It's as if, and I know there's a that that's a whole deeper subject because people the people believe different things about death. Right. It's only I don't want to say something bad because Johnny's gonna hear me even if he's dead. And so there's mm -hmm. a whole like secular stuff that people believe that are not necessarily uh part of our christian worldview right i mean somebody's there they're not they're dead they're not hearing what you what, what somebody's it's a whole that's a whole nother subject mm -hmm. uh, um but 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 you are so right i mean i love that you said there's an unresolved grief and then there's the 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 couple points you mentioned is that grief is normal and natural mm -hmm. to the people that we love the people that we lost, the, our loved ones when we lost. And then you said it's a conflicting emotion. Mm -hmm. How did you say conflicting emotion? Yeah, because grief is not always just sadness. Mm. The conflicting emotions, emotions of, I feel sadness, but I also feel peace because that person is no longer here. Like maybe they're not in any pain anymore. Yeah. I feel sadness, but I also feel anger and frustration because they're not here. I feel sadness, but I also feel joy. 
I feel them both at the same time. Yes. And yes. that was an experience of mine. I was like, I don't understand how I feel sadness, but I also feel joy at the same time. Like this is really odd. And it was the conflicting emotions that I was experiencing. And I had to just allow myself to kind of just sit in it and knowing yes. that like, this is a part of grieving. That's so good that you said that because even thinking about the recent, um, our recent one of our pastors who was our mentor and our leader, um, that our go-to person, he was all the pastor over adults and groups at our church and recently just died in the, in the midst of a triathlon, um, had a cardiac arrest. Oh. Initially, it stung so hard. I mean, I was grieved and I mean, very mm -hmm. tearful and wept, right? But then I was encouraged by the scripture in Thessalonians where Paul was like, look, those who are believers, uh, we will see them again. We will mm -hmm. see them again. And so, and, and so then I was sad, but I was also encouraged yeah. that, you know, Pastor Tim is with the Lord, you know, like just kind of having that like encouragement. Yes, I'm sad, but yes, I'm encouraged. Yes, I'm sad because I think of his wife and I think of their family and I think of, man, that's a lot of, that's a lot to, to, to take on, but just to, just to be encouraged that this man is with the Lord, you know, like, so that part I could see, I could see what, what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's yeah, always that combination. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. They, they can both coincide. They can both exist at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's kind of jump to how, you know, your resources, you know, you writing books, you doing uh, support groups, you, you, you just kind of, you know, walking purposefully even more so. And so talk about your, your resources, your offerings, what, where, where's gosh, um, leading, what, what is, what is he leading you to that you can share today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I am, well, I recently did a um, ebook and basically what it is, it's a self-care ebook for individuals who are grieving. So it basically gives about eight tips of self-care while grieving. And I would say this would be typically within the beginning stages of grief. Um, these are all self-care tips that have been researched um, they have been proven to help you while you are grieving. So this is not just something that, you know, I thought of or I did while I was grieving and, you know, I'm throwing these tips out here. No, these tips have been researched. They have been helpful for many individual individuals who are grieving. Some of the tips I took as well for myself. Um, and so that is one resource that I have. Um, the other resource that I have is I have a, um, a grief support group. It is called Caring Hearts Community, and that is absolutely free, open to anyone who wants to join. Um, it is an online Facebook group where I just basically talk to individuals, uh, support them while they are grieving, answer any questions that they may have. And so I basically just wanted to create a safe space for individuals to be able to share their hearts. Um, oftentimes we know that like sometimes it can be difficult for us to share our hearts with people who are close to us because maybe they may judge us for the things that we have to say. Sometimes grieving like the thoughts and the things that you have while grieving is not the best. Like sometimes they're, you know, 
thoughts that you have of your loved one and it's not something that people would want to hear or people close to you that were also close to them would want to hear. And so that's what the grief support group is for, is for individuals who feel like, you know what, if I said this to my mom, then she would probably judge me for that thought that I was having. It's okay. That's what the group is there for, for you to be able to get out whatever it is that you feel like you're holding on to that you need to get out and feel supported and validated in your truth. That's so good. I, I thank you for doing that. Um, and how can people connect with you, Crystal? Yeah, so um, people can connect with me um, on my website uh, at www.safecouncil.org or you can connect with me on social media at um, k.alexanderlmft on Instagram, same um, handle on TikTok as well. So I talk about grief and grieving and doing a lot of education around that on those two platforms. Um, so yeah, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching for individuals who want to walk through the work of the grief recovery method. That is a six-week program that I do with individuals. Um, so that is also another uh, service that I provide if individuals are interested in that as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else that you wish to share that I haven't asked you? Um, the only thing that I really want to share is that I, I really want to normalize that grief is normal and natural. Yeah. And I don't want people to feel like that they are having to be rushed or feeling rushed in their grieving process. The, the process of actually healing and getting to the point of where you say like, like no more, I can't take this pain anymore is when you're really ready to move forward and confront that pain and do the healing work. Grieving mm -hmm. is still natural and normal. There's not a time limit, limit on it. You don't have to rush it. It's only when you're ready. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know we're trying to land the plane, but I, I have to say this. Unfortunately, our culture, you know, does not allow you to grieve. You know, there are African cultures where people, African Jews and other cultures where they're grieving, they're grieving for six months, you know, you know. So what when a person hears what you're saying, but their job is like, you got to come back to work after two weeks, you got to yeah. go back or you a mom or a wife or a caretaker. I mean, how can people do that and still give themselves from, like, how do you do all of that, right? While giving yourself the time and the space and the sensitivity to grieve. That's yeah. my last thing, I promise. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is that we do have to get back to work and get back to normal, normal life. I, I hear something, or this is something that I, I I would call myself doing, which is called pockets of grief. Mm. Pockets of grief. Those are moments throughout your day, throughout your week, where you notice that like, oh, I notice sadness. or oh, I notice, you know, this thing that just came up for me that reminded me of my loved one and I feel sad or I feel frustrated about it. Give yourself like five to 10 minutes to, to feel that. That is you grieving in that moment. It's called pockets of grief. That's good. You're still allowing yourself to navigate during the grieving process, but it's just, it's not looking like you having this full length of 
six months of time of grieving where I don't have to deal with anybody else or any work or anything like that. I mean, that's just not realistic. That's good. Thank you for that, Crystal. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Um, Y'all connect with Crystal. I'm going to put her information in the show notes, safecouncil.org. That's S-A-F-E-C-O-U-N-S-E-L dot O-R-G. I'm going to put her IG and her TikTok handles on there. Um, Connect with her. If you're ready to confront the pain of grief, this grief recovery method coaching Crystal is the one for you, and this method is for you. So, your ebooks are on the ebooks are on your her website as well. Yes. So the ebook is on. No, the ebook is not on my website. The ebook is on my Instagram and um, TikTok. Uh, what do you call it? The profile. Profile. Okay. Yeah. Click on there and get it from there. Um, and you can also get access to the the support group through my website. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. This is Be Wendy Jackson with Empower to Empower You podcast. I pray that this was a really, just added value to your life as you listen to this, as we go through uh, the holidays. There's so much going on around us. May you be encouraged. We speak peace over you today. And I'll be back next time with another amazing episode. All right. Talk to y'all later.